Hello and welcome to the Run Talk Run podcast, episode six. You're joined by me, Josh Pewter, and Jessica Robson. Hello. Hey, Jess. Um, good to have you back on this beautiful Wednesday evening. Um, so we didn't record last week and we decided to take an impromptu week off. Um, and I think we both sort of called it. We got to like Tuesday night last week and we were thinking, do you know what, actually, let's just let's just take a bit of a week off, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I think, yeah, it's important <laughs> to know when to like just take a pause, take a rest and come back to it. It's definitely yeah. done me the world of good. I don't know about you. Yeah, I think it has actually. Like, I think we had to, we had a bit of a, a DMC and we, we reminded ourselves like why we're doing this podcast. And the goals are to bring the community together, to talk with interesting people and just to unwind and occasionally chat a little bit of shit. And <laughs> if the weeks don't work out, the weeks don't work out. It's not a problem, right? We just, we skip a week and we come back. And um, and our guest Mark is awesome because we let him down at short notice and he's like, no, 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 do next week. It's not a problem. So he's yeah. joining us a little bit later on. Um, so yeah, so apologies if you were waiting. I'm sure there weren't that many people staring at their inbox on Thursday at 6 a.m., but for those that were, that we're looking forward to it, I'm sorry it's a little bit delayed, but we are back and we will endeavour to make podcasts as and when we can. Um, so Jess, how has the last two weeks been? Um, so I think as we've just sort of suggested, I found um, <clears throat> the start of last week was like a little bit more difficult. I felt my anxiety rise quite a lot. Um, hence why I didn't really feel ready for a podcast sesh mm. but the last seven days have been a lot lot better um, just uh, feeling a lot of kindness um, from friends I've had a lot of post recently post in the last good. seven days and I'm loving it um, there's something just there's such novelty about having the postman bring you a letter like a proper letter yeah <laughs> um I love and that. you know, I one never of my friends posts. put a tea bag in the post, and it brought me such immense joy. Just one tea bag. Um, so, yeah. Did, that's you, what, did you did you make a cup of tea and then read the letter? Like, what what was was that the was that the kind of the motion? I think that was the idea, um, and it, it worked. <laughs> it was so heartwarming. And how about you? Yeah. Well, I've not received any sort of. I've received some bills in the post. Uh, but nothing is <laughs> nothing is heartwarming. Um, yeah, I've I've had I've had the right week. This week um, is in some ways back to work, so I'm sort of a little bit more in the construction industry, and we've had a few sites that have started up again. So it's been weird to cycle back into London and have a routine again. Um, although the sort of the desire to get home and do exercise after you've put sort of 15 20 miles in on the bike mm. um every day is, is sort of dwindled my running um i had a real drama at the weekend um so a couple of weeks ago i put some shelves up and i got some offcuts of oak and i put them up and they look fantastic and brackets and what i do is i can put my um exercise bike on my turbo and put my laptop on the shelves and i can watch netflix or what I've done recently is it's a great chance to just call people on FaceTime and just catch up with them whilst you're on the bike. Multitasking, yeah. Multitasking, right? So 
um, at the weekend, I was calling my 91-year-old grandma. We got her this app called Comp, which basically means she can use, um, you can call her like a phone, but it has a video thing on it. So she can FaceTime you. And it, mm-hmm. it's fantastic. So I'm on this chat to her and I'm on my bike and I'll go to adjust the laptop and I put my weight on the shelves and I literally, whilst whilst I was cycling, pushed both shelves off the wall, off the oh, bro- no. <laughs> bottle of wine went everywhere. I smashed a couple of like things that were like little kind of random artifacts. I smashed a trophy, books were everywhere. And my room went from being this sort of very organised um, space to just stuff everywhere. It sounds and like chaos. It was chaos. <laughs> so I, was, I was saying to my grandma, she was hysterically laughing at me. And she's basically <laughs> told everyone else. In the, I was trying to keep this quiet, by the way, because I was like, you know, I work in interiors. The fact that I've managed to, like, pull both shelves off the wall is, like, not good. <laughs> Um, so I thought I'd keep it on the download. She told everyone in my family. She thought it was hilarious. The fact I've pulled these shelves off the wall. So it was actually like a weird source of anxiety for the next two days because all this organisation had been turned on its head. And I'm thinking, I've got to put these shelves back up again. And start yeah, scratch. have you got them back up? They are back up. I put extra brackets on, decent <laughs> screws. Um, I've tested them. I've, I've lent against them. They're fine. But it was just one of those things where you think, I try and do something good. <laughs> and it's just not. <laughs> it's literally just tumbled down. <laughs> yeah, it tumbled down in front of my eyes. But it made a 91 year old legend very, very happy. And she was she found the whole thing incredibly. Um, she found the whole thing hilarious. So I guess that's. <laughs> I guess that's There's quite... a silver lining there. <laughs> there is a silver lining there. Um so, yeah, um, I think it's probably best to ask, have you been doing any more handstands? Um, so, oh, moment of honesty. I think once I nailed, um, I think I nailed a sort of five, six second one. Um, and I've not been doing them daily since. I feel like that's me You've ticking that, that handstand box, you know. Um, I do them every now and then again. <laughs> but not <laughs> daily anymore. No, I feel like I need a new challenge. Yeah. So if you are interested in sending Jess a challenge, <laughs> please <call laughs> this can be dangerous. <laughs> Jessica at runtalkrun.com or on Instagram, which is at runtalkrun. Um I'm trying to think what else has happened. I, I had another book club with the Tooting Lot on Monday. That was nice. Okay. Uh, we read a book called Um Such a Fun Age, which was really good. And that's kind of bringing our Mondays together every three weeks. So that's that's quite nice. But yeah, yeah, just sort of lovely. Yeah. Finding a routine in not having a routine, I think, is has been the sort of the main the mainstay. It's kind of getting weirdly comfortable by being at home. Um, That's it. I think we're all just sort of easing into it a little bit better with our alternatives. Um, mm. that doesn't mean to say we don't miss uh, the real deal though. No, totally true. And and actually you know you soon fill up your time because I've got something on every night this week virtually and you're like surely this is meant to be a time to stop doing things and you end up finding that you end up doing more things but just filling your time in other ways (laughs) (laughs) yeah I think um yeah that's something to be mindful of Mm. it's easy to sort of say yes to all the zoom calls (laughs) um just make sure you keep 
you know keep enough time for yourself i think as well so i will definitely be doing that this bank holiday weekend i think um but yeah so part two we are joined by um, mark west and mark is uh our run talk run leader in southampton um and he's a he's a great um example of someone that you know is there to build a community and is there for other people but um Jess would you agree he's sort of quite honest about his own mental health as well absolutely um yeah very brave and candidly sort of sharing you know his experiences on social media and with his one talk one group so yeah I think it's gonna be a great chat it's gonna be a great chat so I you know obviously I've just I've just said that you can get in touch with us at run talk run you know to set Jess challenges which we'd encourage um (laughs) but um please do stick around in part two Uh, We're going to have a little chat with Mark and um, we'll catch you in a little bit. So, yeah, see you in a sec. Hello and welcome back to the Run Talk Run podcast, episode six. Um, so in part two, we're joined by Mark West, um, who joins us all the way from Southampton. It is Southampton. Hi, Southampton, yeah. Fantastic. Um, and so just to fill you in um, a little bit, Mark um, is our run to run leader down in Southampton and has built a, a fantastic community down there um, over the last, what, year, 18 months? Uh, so August, August last year. August. So less than that. And it's sort 10 of... 10 months. It yeah. feels like a lot longer. <laughs> <laughs> it does. And it's what well, I think one of the things that's been really nice is it's just it seems like you've built a real kind of friendship and there seems to be a lot of positivity coming from Southampton. And so, yeah, we just wanted to get you on for a bit of a chat, really, to sort of to discuss a little bit about, you know, how you found Run Talk Run and um, and why you run and and some of the ways in which um you help other people as well. So, um, so yeah, do you want to tell us a little bit about how you, um, how you first down to run, run to run? Yeah, of course. So, um, so I found Jess via Instagram. So I think I've been on Instagram about a year now and, um, and it's interesting because running has sort of shaped my life in a way, um, from an early age, I always ran. And I remember going to the first ever London marathon back in 1981. Um, and, uh, and then my sister was a very good runner. So, so it's sort of been at either end of my life. Um, and I've always loved it for, for, for so many reasons. Um, and also like talking, which you're, which you're um, seeing here. Uh, so <laughs> I'd been to, so I was diagnosed with depression in 2018, in June 2018. Um, and I tried sort of the conventional um, support groups um, and just, fi- just found that they weren't for me. Um, and I did uh, join a walking group for a while. Um, and that was really good support. But being a runner, I wanted to run really. So when I when I stumbled over Jess on Instagram, I just thought it's the perfect combination for me of running and talking and running. So that's that's how I found that's how I found it. Yeah, it's oh, fantastic. It's definitely like very similar to my experience. Didn't really um, enjoy your typical support group where you're sat down. Um, yeah, why do you think it's different when we're moving? <laughs> so I think it it's is different, isn't it? <laughs> it is different, and it's and it's interesting at the moment, isn't it? Because I, I don't know how you feel, but 
certainly my group is smaller um, via Zoom. We're doing a Zoom call every week. Um, and that and that makes me wonder whether people are missing the running. But I think there's something about running and talking at the same time. And and, and particularly particularly for me, I guess, and, and we have quite a lot of men in our group. Um, and just running alongside someone means you don't have to see them, if that makes yeah. sense. You don't look at them. So if you are talking about personal things um, or things that are concerning you, you're not actually looking at them because you're looking ahead. Uh, totally. So I, mean, so that I think that's exactly what I think. Um, so we, we chatted about this on a run to run once, actually. And one of the, the things was it was about eye contact. And I think when you're running, you're sort of looking forward. And that kind of in two ways helps is you're not having to make eye contact with someone. And you also don't feel that, it's that someone's bearing their eyes down on you. And secondly, I think it's also body language. You have to do anything with your hands because you're running. You don't have to fidget. You don't have to sort of feel awkward in expressing what you're saying. I, I just think it's sort of because you're running, it takes away all those things that you think about when you're trying to be honest, maybe. Mm. Yeah, I, yeah, I guess it's a sh- it's just a shared intention, isn't it? Because you're running so that. So that's purposeful in itself. So then, therefore, the conversation is almost supplementary to that. Whereas I think if you say, let's go for a coffee and you're sat in front of someone that, I mean, certainly for me, when I was, you know, really struggling, that's the last thing I wanted to do. Um, and, and I kind of understand that for the Zoom calls, like I say, because we're looking at each other, <laughs> which sounds ridiculous. But but I think it it's the same thing. Um, yeah. And that's probably why the numbers are much lower um hopefully it's not that people are struggling more um but that says to me that the, the running part of run talk run is so integral to the group mm. 100 it's definitely you feel a lot more vulnerable when you're being seen don't you <laughs> to then yeah. go and talk about things that are quite i don't know intimate or tough um there's yeah, actually a, a really great video that i saw um before i started run talk uh, with with you guys at Run to Run, which was on Vimeo, and I'll put the link in the footnotes to the podcast. But they got a, a film crew went round on a bike and filmed people running around Victoria Park in London, and they asked them quite personal questions about their own mental health and why they're running. And these people that had never spoken to the camera before and knew these guys just very much opened up about why they were running and I just thought it was really interesting how just the sensation of running just sort of calms people down and, and makes mm. them a little bit more open you know I am um, often liken it to <laughs> as much as you know like having a drink like having a beer or a glass of wine can like loosen your tongue like running lowers my inhibitions in that way as well <laughs> like it's yeah kind of acts the same way maybe alcohol would in making it easier to just speak a bit more freely Mark, one of the things I really love is that you bring a quote to all of your run talk runs, don't you? Like, where do yes. they come from? Yes, I do. So it's um, actually it's something that's really helped me when I was poorly. And I just I quite like words um, and phrases and and they really helped me, I think, in, in my recovery and, 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 and often to process what was going on. Um, so I just thought I'd share those with the group because it's. It just it nicely sort of ends the session, um, but it's often something that's quite thought provoking um, or poignant um, or and, and equally we, we, we pass it over to the runners. So if they want to bring a quote along as well, something that maybe has helped them, um, then we do that as well. And sometimes they're topical. So if it's, I don't know, International Men's Day or International Women's Day, 
um, then they'll be topical as well. So it just it it sort of nicely sort of ends the session. Um, and sometimes they're just optimistic. Sometimes they're quite long and meaningful, um, and and sometimes not. But it's just a nice way, like I say, to to end the session. Yeah, absolutely. It's a nice little gift to give people to walk away with. Like you say, something thought provoking, something they can take with them until the next week. Yeah, that's uh, right. And 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 it's. I did think about doing it at the start to begin with, but again, at the start. So I often open up Jess with I think something you wrote, um, just to remind everyone why we're there. Um, and it's it's your quote about supporting and cheerleading. Um, and again, it just sets up the run really nicely and, and sort of focuses all of us, you know, on why we're there. Um, and then and then, like I say, the quote at the end, um, which, uh, yeah, which are good, which are good. I enjoy yeah, I enjoy that gives, part of it. It gives someone something to take away from it as well. And what I also really like as well is that everyone has their own little take on what they do differently. And I think it's quite nice to sort of share that. Mm. Sort of and take it on as well but one of the things that um that, that we've we've spoken about before mark is that what's quite nice about your group is is the amount of guys in your group and how um compared to some other run talk runs um you know including mine where it's there's a lot more sort of a, of a of, um females as opposed to males you've got an abundance of of men in the group which is great because i think um you know, men talking about and feeling comfortable talking about their own mental health is such a difficult topic to bridge. And there's such a stigma around it um, that, you know, I think it's really important to sort of say how that is in your group and how you go about it maybe slightly differently. Yeah, I think it's um, I think it just happened organically, really. I mean, uh, there are two leaders in Southampton. So obviously I'm a male and and Sarah is, is the female of the group. And I think that works in itself because you know, naturally people can relate to one or the other or the other more. Um, but certainly in the group, there's, I, I would say, probably 70, 30 split of men to women, which which I'm really aware of um, mm. and, and pleased about, because like you say, you know, there's a big enough stigma around mental health anyway. Um, but I think more so for men. Um, and, and and I suppose partly why they come or I hope why they come is is I've just been so open with them about my story. Um, and like I say, it, you know, sometimes I open the run with my story or just give them an update on, on how I'm doing. Um, and I think they can relate to that. And I think that's so important to have somebody in your life that you can relate to, um, particularly a man. Um, and it's interesting, actually, because uh, Men's Health magazine this month have, have written an article about men's mental health, you know, and some of the uh, reasons why we won't talk about mental health and there were three that sort of really resonated with me and I don't know how you feel Josh um one one was I don't want people to judge me mm. and that was a big thing for me um you know because you can't necessarily control other people's reactions can you so no. so that was that was definitely hard for me uh, a big one that resume, resonated with me was um everyone thinks I have my shit together and I think that's probably you know fair of men and women um but that was hard for me yeah. Uh, when I was diagnosed um, and then the fear of um, showing a weakness, I guess. But but I've just found in the last two years that actually the more I talk about it, all all, all I've received from people is love and support. Mm-hmm. So it's, by me sharing my story, if that helps one person. I, I think it does. Then that's I think amazing. it does. And I, I think, you know, it's something that that, you know, perhaps. I've probably struggled with more if I'm being really honest with, which is, you know, wanting to be there for other people, 
but perhaps not being honest enough when actually you're struggling yourself. Yourself. Um, and, you know, it, it goes down to that sort of wanting to be a leader and wanting to feel strong and, and you know, to be that person that's accountable. But, you know, uh, and I think that's what's been really good about having people around you is that they can recognise when maybe you're not yourself and they're reaching out and they ask the questions that maybe you're not prepared to sort of say, hey, I'm not feeling great, but... Yeah, and, and I think... Difficult questions. I think you. you're right, because I think there is an expectation as a leader and... and and I always remember reading the information Jess sent us early on and, and things Jess has said since, which, and, 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 and I'll never forget it. Um, I, ne- I remember you saying, Jess, you know, I give, you, you, I give the runners permission to be themselves and that includes the leaders. And I actually shared that with our group and, and just to remind them that actually as leaders, we struggle sometimes. Of course we do. Um, mm. And some of us are really struggling. Um, but, but in doing that... I guess we're showing some vulnerability, which I think is always good. Um, but we're also being open with them. And so so they know that we feel the same way. So I think that helps um, as well. I think it's really important to acknowledge like how brave and scary it is doing that. I mean, I don't know about you, Mark, but still showing up vulnerably as a leader is so scary. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh God. I remember, do you know, I remember my first, do you know, I had a panic attack in the car on the way to the first run and, and I sat in the car and it was horribly physical as they can be. Mm. And I just thought, I can't do it. I can't do this. I'm not ready to do this. And my partner just said, get out of the car. You can do this. And I did it. And it was amazing. Yeah. So it shows you, and it reminds me that actually you do need to push yourself sometimes um, and we're probably all more capable of, of what we think, you know, of more than we think. Um, but I think where men are concerned, it's interesting, isn't it? I have a, um, uh, I, I run for a running club as well. And, uh, and I've missed running with, you know, with the boys. Um, so we have on a Friday night, we have uh, a Zoom drink session at, at different pubs each week. Uh, and uh, um It's been interesting because clearly a couple of them are struggling and we're a bit concerned and we sort of spoke about them outside of the group. Um, But it's got to the point now, and I guess we're six or seven weeks of doing this, where we just openly ask each other now. And it's not just led by me, which is brilliant. Um, How's your mental health? You know, how are you doing? How are you feeling? And and I think they were a bit taken back the first week. Um, But since then... You know, they're really open and honest about how they're feeling. And that's just fantastic. I mean, what a shift. Because yeah. I think I think most of the time when someone does ask you that question, you you will you will answer it. But maybe not enough people ask questions of you or ask you difficult questions. There's just it's way easier just to say, well, how are you or how you yes. or how's your day been? And, and that's much easier to answer. Take, as well. isn't it? Yeah. Um, I um, strongly believe that we all desperately want an opportunity to sort of share what's on our minds. But with, like you say, Josh, like having the opportunity to, I don't think we're often presented with the right space to. <laughs> like, yeah. It's quite rare, actually, I think. But how many times when someone says, you know, how's your day? You'll respond, yeah, it's OK. You know, Fine. it's, it's such Fine. a close thing. And one of the things I've always respected for my dad is, you know, even he gets so many free coffees and prep and I swear the reason he does is because when the woman asks how his day is or the man asks how his day is he goes oh it's pretty shit it's pretty shit yeah. <laughs> and he's just so honest you know yes. because he cannot hide it and most of the time I cringe when he says it because I'm like oh what are you doing 
but actually that's a guy that sort of he opens up about he's very honest you know and I, I think maybe we should all be like actually I'm having a really shit day today you know <laughs> yeah and I think you're right and then it's and then it, and then we sort of have a responsibility to to be able to respond to that you know yeah. that to begin with that might feel quite hot oh gosh what do I say but you know someone said they're having a shit day but actually we should be able to say that and we should be armed with the tools to respond to that shouldn't we mm. so it's it's kind of a I guess it's a part of responsibility isn't it it's part of the responsibility of yourself to be honest but also the responsibility to ask people to maybe ask people questions that will make you feel outside your comfort zone and, and you know if you know and trust them as well maybe slightly outside theirs as well because if you don't ask then I guess mm. if it's a safe environment to do mm. it 100% I think it's a tricky one isn't it because it isn't always appropriate you know say if um, <laughs> you're in a meeting at work and someone asks how you're doing and you don't want to suddenly spill out everything that's not okay <laughs> right now <laughs> Yeah, but yeah. In, in the right environments, it's so important. Yeah, and I guess that's where Run to Run is is so fantastic. Is that we've or you, Jess, we we all of us we're we've all, created yeah. we've created that environment, haven't we? So so I guess you know we can make the assumption that people have come because they're either interested in or are struggling or want to support others. I mean, that's what I love about my groups. So actually, we have probably two or three regulars that aren't struggling with their mental health, but they want to support people that are. And I think that's amazing that they yeah. come. And, and I and think that's the thing. And I, I think it's important that people that aren't come for the community and come for the friendship and, and come to support other people. And, you know, you know, I, I would be lying if, if I said that I struggle on a weekly basis. It's far, far rarer than that. But actually, it's you want people around you for when you are struggling. And... Uh, and when you aren't struggling, you want to help other people when you can, I think. It's interesting, <laughs> isn't it? Because it's, I think we were talking about helping others. And, and, it's, and I, think, I think certainly part of my own you know, recovery has been, I mean, I've always volunteered in running events and, and with running clubs and things and, you know, and, and have held positions within running clubs. But, but this is something different for me. And I, and I think when you are poorly, actually, you're almost helping yourself by helping other people. Um, totally. And that's quite hard to explain. I, I, I don't know if that's a diversion away from how you're feeling, but you know what, if it works and if it helps you, then that's a great thing, isn't it? I think um, it's really important what you've just shared, actually. Like you, you don't have to be in a perfect um, place yourself to be able to help other people and to feel better through helping when you're in the bad place, I don't know if I'm making any sense. No, no, actually. that makes absolute um, sense, Jess. That you don't have to wait until you're better. No. Um, to be able to do that and get the the benefits of doing that. Um, I definitely started Run Talk Run when I was in a really bad place, um, and didn't really realise that it was helping me recover until I was until I was a lot better. Yes. <laughs> yes. I could look at it in, with hindsight, but um, yeah, if I'd waited until I was better probably wouldn't have happened which is strange <laughs> yeah and it's strange isn't it because you're almost giving you giving to yourself by giving to others or through giving to others but that's amazing because it's it's twofold isn't it mm. well i'm sure there's 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 a uh, with all that and, and you know obviously you you've run 
you know you've run for your running club and now you're you know very much involved in a in, you know as part of the community with Southampton so how are you how are you finding your running being more solitary again like have you got a happy place that you go and run like how are you mixing up your week with your running like what's what's sort of keeping your what's keeping your focus and keeping you positive uh I think so for me I think the first few weeks I was a bit all over the place didn't really know what to do um and obviously lots of races have been cancelled so they're off on a focus and something to work towards um and I operate quite well when I've got something to aim towards mm. so so the first few weeks like I say a bit all over the place but then I've started miles for mind um in May which is about raising awareness of mental health um so that's given me a focus again I think but I think it's it it's almost forcing you to enjoy running for the purity of what it is which is which is very simply putting one foot in front of the other and, and I've sort of enjoyed um just going running in different places uh, I've been running much slower. I've been I've been trying heart rate training, so so that's forced me to run slower. So my focus is completely different during a run now. I'm not thinking about how long I'm out for. What so pace for, I'm running. for those that don't know what heart rate training is, Mark, do you want to give a very quick? Uh, okay, so it's about um, running uh, to the uh, beat of your heart, essentially. So um, using a formula, and there are various formulas out there, um, but in effect. In essence, it should make your efficient, your running, sorry, your heart more efficient when you're running. So you start by doing a three-month period where you look at base training, which is essentially um, slow running, and then you build it up from there. So, um, yeah. Not, so what not, it's meant is, what yeah. it's meant is, I'm running much slower than I usually do. Um, but like I say, it's just the focus is completely different. The shift is completely different. So I'm sort of enjoying. I mean, I live in a city, but there's lots of green areas around and i think it's a great time of year for color and it's just amazing to run through the woods and the forest and and the common and and uh, places like that so so it's been okay it's been all right how about you yeah it's i, I well i started lockdown in, in in injury so it's actually been the perfect time to you know not thinking oh, i need to be back for this race or i'm going to start focusing on being back for this time of year so I can do track it's it's quite literally been I'm going to break it all down and I'm going to do the basics and I'm going to try and get stronger and I'm going to try and just enjoy going out two or three times a week if I can or maybe it's just once a week and if anything sort of the pressure of feeling like you need to be back for something once that's removed it's actually made life a lot simpler <laughs> maybe I don't know um yeah but it's I've been running a lot more without a watch. Um, I've not been thinking so much about my roots and where I go. And I've been exploring more areas and I've found some great little trails around the common. And yeah, I just think it's, it's been quite nice to sort of just take a break from running in a weird way by just sort of running a lot easier. And we have time, don't we? And I, and yeah. I think that's the important thing at the moment is, is that, um, we just need to get through, all of us need to get through this how best we can, however we can. Mm. And what it, and, and, and to a certain extent, whatever goes, you know, particularly in terms of your running. In the big scheme of things, <laughs> it's unimportant, isn't it? It's so true. Gym work think, is unimportant. Yeah. 
Um, I feel that running, uh, on the flip side, I've probably turned to it even more now. I'm running way more than I was before and probably actually taking it more seriously, which is strange in terms of, you know, my morning run talk runs. <laughs> they provide the basis of my day now. Like, without those, um, I think I'd be struggling a lot, lot more. So, yeah, it's funny, isn't it, how we're all using, you know, running in very different ways. absolutely absolutely Mm. but i really i really appreciate you know you coming on and just sort of speaking really honestly on on the on the um on the podcast um so what's the what's your instagram handle if people want to continue to follow your journey it's run for so the number four mh mental health run for mental health run for mental health and um yeah and if you're in the hampshire or southampton area then you know, when we when we get out of this situation, yes, think, please come and see us. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to thank you, really, and and you know, I think that kind of wraps up part two a little bit. Um, so if you want to get in touch with us, you can um, on Instagram, which is at Run Talk Run. Uh, you can email Jess, which is Jessica at Run Run dot com, um, and we will catch up with you in part three. We're going to talk a little bit about our our fantasy run if we could do one run in lockdown with certain people on a certain distance in a certain part of the world uh what it would be so um stick with us and join us in part three. Oh gosh now you've got me thinking Hello and welcome back to part three of the Run to Run podcast. Um, we are still joined by Mark West. Mark, say hey. Hi. Hello. And and of course, Jessica Robson. Um, so I thought what we'd do very quickly before we step into our fantasy post-lockdown ultimate run is, is sort of round up a little bit about what's going on around us, which, you know, it's actually a little bit harder um in the run to rock community because there aren't actually any going on at the moment um but um there is still some really cool things going on um so first shout out um from episode three chris who called all the way from his flat in lockdown in barcelona um since we spoke to him and he did say he had some crazy challenges up his sleeve and he cycled the whole of virtually cycled the whole of land's end to John O'Groats on his bike, um, locked up in his balcony in Barcelona. And I think he raised well over a thousand pounds for for charity. So it was, I mean, guys, would you fancy yeah. it? It sounds like you get a sore bum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not much of a cyclist myself. I think that is absolutely amazing. It's yeah, amazing. Time time well done, bike. Chris. It's an all time. <laughs> it's pretty huge. And I think to celebrate it, I think they came out of lockdown like a few days later and he got to go on a proper run um, in, in, in the great outdoors. So that's a pretty good, uh, that's a pretty good thing. What that a I treat. Probably all take for granted you know, for several, for several weeks, people haven't been able to actually get outside and, and do their, um, their exercise. Um, but Jess, have you got any, have we got any other run talk runs that are popping up potentially after, um, after lockdown happens? We do, yes. Um, so we, well, 
this week I've been talking to a lady in Philadelphia. Oh, amazing. Who's starting a run. Um, but yeah, no, there are quite a lot that sort of... Um, I, know that, I know that Taunton looked like it was going to start soon, which is... Yes, yeah. Um, yeah, there's a few popping up all over the place, really. Um, Newcastle. Newcastle. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's great. So, so, yeah. As soon as we're out of lockdown, <laughs> there'll be more popping up. There'll be more popping up. That's, yeah. that's would you expect, Jess, would you expect the numbers to be up overall after lockdown? What's your, what's your view on uh, that? In terms of people attending? Yes, or... yes. Oh, that's a really good question. I think... Uh, they will be up. That's a point. My dad, um, who is just outside Bright- outside of Brighton, he wants to start one as well, which I thought was very sweet. Oh, amazing. Yeah. Um, uh, yes, I think that a lot of people have taken up running since mm. lockdown. Um, so there's a lot of new beginner runners and we're obviously such a safe and inclusive space for those who are not overly confident, you know, to join a a serious running club <laughs> so yeah i reckon our runs for runs will be busier yeah i think you're right i think you're um, absolutely right hopefully and, and people be all right mingling can, and stuff but yeah you can segue it that obviously if you want to find one in your local area go on the website at runtorun.com and there's a fantastic map where you can check out what your nearest one is exactly exactly <laughs> um so part of this section where we sort of ramble a little bit i guess is to talk about our post-lockdown fantasy run. So I tasked the um, community on Instagram to choose their ultimate location, distance, and uh, their running buddy. It can be fictional. It can be someone from the past. It can be someone they've never met in their life. Um, And and to to give us a shout out for what what they would do. So... um, I'm going to task Mark. Do you want to go first? <laughs> yeah, I'll go first. Um, so maybe predictable, but I would, I would like to run with Paula Radcliffe. Okay. Um, and probably a half marathon, so it would give me enough time to quiz her. <laughs> um, and then somewhere exotic. Well, I think she lives in Monaco, so that wouldn't be so bad. Maybe run along the coast. Um, but I just... I think she's done so much for women's running across mm. the world, but certainly in the UK. So I would I would be interested to talk to her about that and obviously her her huge achievements um, in the marathon, especially. But yeah, so Paula Radcliffe, half marathon. Monaco. Monaco. Nice. And you can enjoy the Monaco weather as well. Yes. Yeah. I was I was thinking about this a little bit. I um yesterday I, I did a a virtual mile race. So the uh, British Milers Club put on a, a mile race that you had to register and, and upload it um, via Strava. And it's against all the other different clubs um, around the UK. Okay. And uh, it was to sort of celebrate the anniversary of, of um, Roger Bannister breaking the um, four-minute mile. And um, I would probably say Roger Bannister. Um, I wouldn't I would have to do it over a much, much longer distance so I could actually ask him all the questions I wanted to ask. Because I think if I did it <laughs> not over, over a four-minute mile, <laughs> no, and he might not be able to run that far. <laughs> well, I wouldn't be able to keep up with him for one. Um, I wouldn't be able to talk to him for <laughs> near enough time. Um, so yeah, so I'd go with Roger Bannister. I would go for probably I'm going to say 
20 miles because that's a Oof. that's a nice distance before you start hitting the wall i think too sure much. so i get the all the benefit of the running without hitting the wall and my summer trip this year which is cancelled was going to be in the rocky mountains and it's i'm still sort of getting over the fact that it's very unlikely i'm going to go this summer so i would quite like to go to colorado and road trip with roger, roger bannister um top down into the rocky mountains and do a 20 mile trail run uphill um, yeah it's turned into a full <laughs> holiday now <laughs> oh, this is it this is, a this road is trip. trip it's me it's yeah. roger bannister we you know we've we've you know we've done the trail go to some bars have some craft beer chat about the good old days of running it, it, it's it's the basis of a, of a fantastic BBC documentary. Yeah, sounds great. <laughs> and what about you, Jess? Um, mine's a lot more dull than that. but And I say it's my fantasy run purely because I think about returning to it all the time. Like it almost is something that I fantasise about. It's going back to Run Talk Run Southwark. Um, but the dream running company would be you say it's people that you haven't met and there's still so many run talk run leaders that I haven't met and Mm. I know they all have like awesome stories and awesome reasons for being a run leader um so I'd like all of the run talk run leaders from the UK and overseas to be on that run talk run oh Um, amazing amazing yeah it is the dream run talk run location with zero traffic and yeah, there'd be Which no location? one else on this. Where can we go, Jeff? <laughs> I mean, it'd have to be now, basically. <laughs> no one on Where the streets. Can we go? Just us. Um, so you do the Southwark route? We do the Southwark route, but I always get to the end of Southwark and think, how on earth have we just finished that? So maybe we'll do it twice. Okay. Um, yeah. yeah, anyone who knows me knows that I don't really like to run too much further than that. So <laughs> we'll keep it to 10K. <laughs> yeah. I think that's cool. I think that's cool. The, um, we did actually ask, um, we asked on Instagram a few yeah. uh, the other ones as well. So, Bosch Running Dad said, Buttermere. Do you know where Buttermere is? Do you know where Buttermere is? Buttermere. Mm. No, is it the Lake District? I want to say, I was going to say, yeah, is it? Well, I'll, I'll very surreptitiously Google that in a second. <laughs> we can clear it up <laughs> by the end of the pod. Um he said Buttermere with my granddad he said he'd never ran he would just love a chat with him which I think is incredibly sweet um Kane said New Zealand from top to bottom see that's Oof. that's that's a, that's a big old run. that's a long way that's a long one he'd go he'd go anyone from the running community and Forrest Gump as well <laughs> <laughs> Forrest Gump would be he a good running buddy yeah Forrest Gump would be a good one It'd be a really good running buddy for a, for um, a long run like that, yeah. Totally be needed. Um, so Abs also said five minutes from home, ten miles with her BFF, which is which is a, a great thing to run. run. Run with your best mate and just wind away the hours. I think so. It's a good one. Um, I like that she's chosen something close to home as well. I mean, that makes me feel less bad about saying, you know, Southwark. <laughs> maybe it's, maybe it's like the you can duck out at any time. There's no problem. Like if you're five minutes from home, if you get a bit bored or you you're done, or you just want to go home, put your feet up. You can you can be home very quickly. Yeah, unless she unless she feels that's closest to lockdown for her. True, which maybe is kind of nice, isn't it? Yeah, that could be true. 
I absolutely um, love Katie's suggestion. Um, genius cannot be controlled. Our Nottingham leader. Yeah. Go on. Um, she said she would love to do hers in Berlin. Uh, a 10 kilometer run along where the wall was with, oh. with the run talk run Nottingham lock, which is lovely. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. There's there's good variety there. Some closer to home, some some completely fantastical. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and and Mark's just cruising around at a two forty pace with uh Paula Radcliffe. Paula Radcliffe, <laughs> I wish. <laughs> <laughs> so um I think that about wraps up this week, guys. Yeah, it's been absolutely wonderful. Thank you so much, Mark. Oh, you're welcome. Anytime, anytime. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Enjoy the bank holiday weekend and, you know, hopefully we can all get some positive news in the next couple of weeks and, and sort of start to hopefully, you know, run with others. But, um, but yeah, just enjoy the bank holiday. Um, if anything in this pod um, has urged you to get in touch with us, then please do so um, on Instagram. It's at runtalkrun. Um, and you can email Jessica, which is jessica at runtalkrun.com. And there is so much more information as well on the website, which is um, where you can find your local run, talk runs, and also um, all the support and directions you can go in to find some support as well. So have a great bank holiday. We'll be back next week. Um, look after yourselves, look after other people, and we will be chatting on this podcast very, very soon. Have a great week. Cheers. Bye. Bye.